The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, beginning Monday, it'll be two hours of the RP show on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Two hours beginning at noon Eastern, so you won't have missed any of the show. How about that? We've got Super Bowl coverage all next week. Can you announce... The title sponsor of Yeah, Original 16. Our title sponsor for Super, Super Bowl, Bowl coverage. coverage all week long. So that'll be great. Looking forward to it. I'm taking Tampa Bay by seven points. Brady's Bucks are going to do it at home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Good day, Canada. And Canadian sports fans around the world, welcome to the RP Show. New time for our Saskatchewan and Arizona viewers. Same time for every the rest of the world. I'm Rod, and he is Darren Moose Dupont. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. And actually, it's changed for everybody. Everybody's clocks moved today. So now everybody gets it a little bit later, an hour later. There you go. There you go. Welcome, everybody. I'm a little wired here. <clears throat> like I'm caught up in a freaking fishnet. But I'm good. And it is Super Week here on the RP Show, presented by Original 16 Ultra. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl, of course, with NFL guests each and every day. But we got a lot of things to get to today. That first NFL guest is Garrick Jones, Houston Texans alumni, chapter president, former CFLer with the Eskimos, Stampeders, and Blue Bombers. Garrick Jones is going to be checking in from Houston. Patrick Dees. Who was he buddies with, Clark, that you said it was this very small world? With who? With Cal Filson, our friend and head scout of the Seattle Thunderbirds. He's buddies with this Patrick Dees. He's the commissioner of the fan-controlled football league, the one that Johnny Manziel's playing in now, and has a bevy of former CFLers coaching in it, including uh, Drew Tate and Don Unamba and Coach Khalil Carter, all those guys. The commish. That's two commissions are going to be with us today because Garrick Jones is the commissioner of the Southern Developmental Football League in Texas. And John Hodge will be with us from three down as well to talk about just unbelievable times in the Canadian Football League. But let's hit the quick six show topics, please, Jordan, please. And thank you. Number one, quarterback chaos in the CFL. There's a lot of interesting things going on in the three down league, but the most of it was in the last 24 hours. And the latest is just moments ago. This had been bubbling over the past couple of weeks that Toronto couldn't get a restructured deal done with Matt Nichols, their quarterback, and Ottawa couldn't get a restructured deal done with their quarterback, Nick Arbuckle. I mean, dang those players. Who do they think they are holding teams to the terms of a contract? I know. What's wrong with those players? The nerve. 
Arbuckle only moved his whole family to Ottawa, had a kid there, and then this happened. So anyways, they get released ahead of today when they were to do big bonuses and then signed by the opposite teams. It doesn't make... Why didn't they just trade him? I... I I know there's an answer to that, but it looks save money. It looks to save money. And do you think they exactly. could have got to be like, look at you could save a hundred grand. I can save a hundred grand if we just do this. Are you okay? Yeah. Right. We're all going to save a little money, and yeah, yeah but it, it but, just doesn't look good, though. Well, uh, uprooting families, all the rest. This was my commentary today on Cat Country. The CFL apologists are saying, well, it's to save money, right? It's this whole league's going to go down the tubes if we don't. Get our costs in line. Well, if this way of doing business, like Ricky Collins Jr., good friend of ours for the past several years, gets cut by Edmonton in the last 24 hours because he was due a bonus today. Well, I know Ricky's gal. I know his son. He's out of a job today. So, sorry. Too bad. So sad. Just business. If this way of doing business gets flushed down the toilet, I'll pull the lever for you because it's gross. Some of the stuff that needs to change with the CFL. Anyways, to point two... The trade over the weekend, earth-shattering trade. Mm -hmm. And I don't know today that we have even any definitive answer as to who won between the Detroit Lions and the L.A. Rams. And for those that don't know, if I'm looking at this properly, down here, Jared Goff from the L.A. Rams and two first-round picks and a third go to Detroit. And the only thing going back to L.A. is Matthew Stafford. That's it. I didn't realize how old Stafford was. I didn't realize how long he's been with that garbage franchise. 32. Uh, yeah, going to be 33 when they play yeah. this year. But anyways, I st- here's my take on why I still think the Rams won the trade. Because Stafford is somewhat proven. I think we could all agree that he is in a well above average quarterback. And if he'd been on any other team, even an average team, he would have led them to greatness. So he's ready. And the Rams have given up on Jared Goff. Yeah, he took him to the Super Bowl, but he soiled himself in that Super Bowl. They they didn't make the playoffs this year with him, and he was hurt in the clinching game. So, yeah, the picks went. They've given up on Jared Goff. The picks versus a proven player, I think most personnel people would tell you every time you go with the proven player. Correct? Correct. And so the Detroit fans, and God bless their pee-picking hearts, they're saying, no, 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 we won because we got the first-round picks. That's the main thing because we're starting a rebuild now. How long has that rebuild been going? <laughs> like, if anybody can screw this up, it's the Detroit Lions. The first-round picks don't mean anything if you blow them. That's why I think the Rams won. Do you have a quick thought on that? I think the Rams won the trade, too. Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback. And clearly, Jared Goff was on the outs with Sean McVay, right? Once the relationship's damaged, it's hard to repair. And, I mean, John Walford started that playoff game when Goff was hurt, but Goff said that he was ready to start, that he would have started. So he still went with the other guy. And then at the end, asked if when, when McVay was asked if Goff was his quarterback, he said, yeah, he's our quarterback for now. And that means you knew the relationship was damaged. And the other narrative I've been hearing over the weekend, too, is and it's true. It's just the Rams don't value those draft picks that that much right now. They don't value the draft picks. They're in a win now mode. The next three to five years, they've got good offensive line. They've got good weapons. Their defense is one of the top three in the NFL. And now they've got a quarterback that McVay likes. I think it's a put money on 
the Rams, when come on, puts their futures bets out for next year's Super Bowl, put it on the Rams. We could have done a poll question today. Who won the trade? We did it on Instagram, and I think 53% of people are saying that the Rams won. It's There's no clear-cut winner, let's put it this way. But the poll question that we came up with has been burning in me for the last couple of days. And it's, I'm just calling it up here, for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center, should a CFL team, looking at you, Argos, Give a tryout to 56-year-old alum Darren Burns. Do you want to take any wild stab at what they're saying? There they are. Well, this is wild. On Twitter, 71% say no. On Facebook, what is it? 66% say yes. So, <laughs> older demographic on Facebook's one thing that we've learned. That's one thing we've learned. If that means anything. You know, and... When it, maybe our Twitter followers are a little more diverse and we have a bigger CFL following on on the show today on Facebook yeah. and maybe they're voting that way. But you know what? Give them a shot. Why not? I mean, it's the headlines are worth it alone for the one roster spot. Well, there's players by name, Eddie Steele and Rob Maver, who disagreed with it. We had a back and forth on Twitter over the weekend. It looks like they have since deleted their tweets, although I don't think that they've changed their mind. But they're saying these spots are coveted. We're not a gimmick league. Gimmick league. Why are we doing this? Well, I think you need the headlines. I know I'd be tuning into camp to see how Darren Burns did. And then Darren Burns Facebooked me on the weekend, messaged me, and he said, I don't know what to say to those two guys. I said, you say, screw them. Don't worry about it. If you're worried about the coveted spots, maybe you add one more spot for this guy. You already got global players that don't belong there in the first place. What's one more guy? Right. Um, Do you have the comment from uh, Sean? He's watching from the control room of Game Plus in downtown Toronto. I looked it up on the weekend. It's like three to four blocks from Scotiabank and Rita, the Game Plus. Here it is. Sean, director of production at Game Plus, says contracts aren't honored anymore. NFL and NBA players sit until they get traded. The CFL cutting players before bonuses. It's sad. Hey, it's all sad. Wait until people wake up and (laughs) smell the coffee and realize COVID has completely gutted sports. Wait till that happens. You want to talk sad. I know. That's coming. Point three here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons, your home for the NFL. The Oilers spanked the Ottawa Senators 8-5. And uh, my brother, the Cowboy, was texting me last night saying, you got to put on this game. Good for Stuart Skinner. The Oilers look great. I was finishing up watching Bling Empire on Netflix. I said, I'll, I'll turn it in when I'm done. Great show, by the way. You got to get on that you one. You got to get on it. And the Oilers were up 5-1. I'm like, this is over. It's over by the time I turn it on. So that's good. The Oilers went to the Cobra Kai school on Sunday. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Although the Sens did come back and make it a game, but it was a slump buster for the Edmonton Oilers. It's too early to say at any point that the Oilers have lost the season because they still have a chance to salvage the season. And what do you say? What does a slump buster do? You're a sports guy. What does it do? Busts the slump, gets you out of a slump. It gets your confidence yeah. up. Gets you going. That's all that it takes. And that might be with Neon Leon getting his six assists. Not like he's been struggling. But may that just lifts a dressing room and a locker room. So the Oilers have a chance to save the season. They weren't close to losing the season, I don't think. And it might they might look at January 31st as the day that the season changed. Yeah. Thank you, Ottawa. Point four, just a quick one. The Rangers uh, put Tony D'Angelo on waivers. 
So he got in a fight with one of his teammates after the game on the tunnel to the dressing room. Add that to the list of problems they've had with Tony D'Angelo. Bye-bye. And we were supposed to know at the time that we went to air today whether he cleared waivers or not. Did you see anything, Clark? Did you get a notification? He's going to have a look. He's going to have a look and see if Tony D'Angelo cleared waivers. Would you take him on your team? Oh, boy. What? I know. I mean, you go through all of the things that have plagued Tony D'Angelo. This, you know, there was all the political commentary. Yep. Right? That leaves people sour. And in this era, the cancel culture, but the we're afraid. We don't want anybody polarizing. Does anybody want to take a chance in that guy? But. Clark, you're going to have to look at the numbers. Was he not fourth among defensemen in scoring last year? He's a good player. Yeah, we're all – Sean McCormick from Game Plus, uh, Todd Pinkney said, I'll say he cleared. Nobody wanted him at his current price tag, so somebody will pick him up. Sorry to cut you off. No, but he's a guy who put points up. He was the top five in, in defensemen scoring yep. last year in terms of points. Um, 53 points. There you go. Good job, Clark. Um, I don't know, you know how much is that worth, right? Is it worth all the headache of everything else? Uh, probably not. Somebody, trust me, somebody will sign him by the end of the day. But they didn't want to pay, it's like $4 million, close to $4 million that he was making. Yeah. Uh, point five, the Edmonton football team. Breaking news this morning has hired Jamie Elizondo as their new head coach. It was one week ago today that this show tweeted that Elizondo was the leader in the clubhouse, and he got the job. This is to no surprise to anybody. I've known Jamie a long time. He's a, he's coached in almost every league. He's a good guy. Forget the fact that he kicked me out of Red Black's walkthrough twice. I deserved it. He's never been a head coach before. Doesn't matter. He's ready. He's familiar with the quarterback. He's familiar with the general manager. This is a seamless fit. I guess he's named himself as the uh, offensive coordinator as well as head coach. So welcome back to the Canadian Football League, Jimmy Elizondo. Our CFL report brought to you by blank. Are we ready to go with that yet? <laughs> yes? No? You know where we are. Not quite. Okay. Almost. You're working on the contract. We're working on but the anyways, contract. it's all come out in the quick six show topics here, the CFL. And point six. Got to say this, for virtual sports, it's a thing. And over the weekend, Team Global Ag Risk Solutions won the SGHL Virtual Showcase. It was the all-star weekend for the Provincial Junior A League. There's uh, me. I think I kind of look like John <laughs> Dutton there from Yellowstone. It's pretty good. That's me calling the action virtual, a video game, and then... We got this guy. Hey. We got this guy who looks like Jason Sudeikis. The two of us called the games along with some of the other SJ announcers. We had a blast. Oh. I can tell you that calling a video game isn't a lot different than calling a real game, especially nowadays when announcers are calling off monitors. And I don't know if you saw the Pro Bowl had a virtual – the NFL had a virtual Pro Bowl yesterday. And who were the announcers? Marshawn Lynch, Keyshawn Johnson, Snoop Dogg. So whether you know it or not, and you're on Game Plus, it is a gaming channel. It's a thing. Oh yeah, it's fun. So thank you, SJHL. And you can let the let the uh, put you know let your hair down and have some fun, which we did. We had a little fun, had some laughs, and you know it was fun. Uh, I think you know when we we stepped in for that first game on Friday, I think some of the SJ the young SJ broadcasters kind of took notice a little bit because. They're still very professional. 
Yeah, this, they're trying to call a game. They're so good at their jobs, but and they love it, and they're very they're very professional. And you and I come in, and it's just like a three ring circus. And they start like we bring the crew into it. It's about fun. No, it's about fun. Entertainment. It's about entertainment. People are slowly getting onto it. Yeah. So just a couple comments before we go. Uh, Lauren Smith watching in Kamloops says Elizondo is a great offensive fit for Edmonton. I agree. He's regarded as a wizard. Some of the Rough Rider defensive players over the years, I won't name them, but they said this guy, he's a wizard. And how did Ottawa do without him last year? Not very darn good. From Zach Nelson in Calgary says, what did you guys think of the Stockton Heat playing in Calgary this year? I'm all for whatever it takes to get onto the ice. The Flames American Hockey League team is going to play out of the Saddle Dome, and I love it. It's going to be a busy place with the Hitman, the Heat, and the Flames. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. Put the cowboy hat on. Bam, John Dutton. You over there? You're Rourke, right? It's Yellowstone talk. You wouldn't know. No, but you got to start watching. I we're, do. We're taking him to the train station. It's inside term for we're going to have you killed. We need our own inside term for that. <laughs> we're taking him to the train station. John Kirby, we'll be right back because we're going to take him to the train station. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. And just ahead of the commission, Garrick Jones, some of the comments from our viewers today from Brent Kuhlman. He says, that was a huge hit by Dylan Dubé Saturday night. Flames Canadiens said, I haven't heard anything if the league is even looking at it. If you can believe the NHL disciplinary department says they are not going to even... No, they are not going to look at it. Come around the net and wango right in the face. Apparently, you can do that now. I guess so. And I, didn't, <laughs> I don't care for either team. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says it's sad for the players in the CFL. The league will pay a coach $500,000 to not coach, but will cost a player, cut a player if he makes too much. Oh, boy. They said we had Garrick ready, and then we lost the audio. And the gentleman that wrote in about the NWHL, he's upset that we're talking about the SGHL virtual showcase, but not a peep about the NWHL. Dude, I'm not into it. The quick six show topics are about what I'm interested in. I saw there was 30,000 people watching the Northern, what is it, National Women's Hockey League? 30,000 people watching it on Twitch. I logged in for it. But don't get mad at me. I don't complain at my TV every morning when I watch ESPN's Get Up that they never talk about the National Hockey League. Never. You can get your information on the NWHL from their websites. Can't really get it from the other networks. But don't come at me because I'm more interested in the CFL and the NFL or a league that involved us in their SJHL virtual showcase. That's it. Why are you so into it? That's what I'd like to know. My niece is going to play NCAA women's hockey beginning next year in Pittsburgh. If she makes that league, I'll probably be into it. For now, I'm not. And I, like I say, I don't complain at the TV channels that don't cover the leagues that I'm interested in. Why are you? Had to get that off my chest. We're also not funded by, you know, a, a taxpayer's dollars or, you know, you know what I mean? We're not funded by any organization that mandates what we talk about. 
right? We're funded by ourselves and we're funded by advertisers who need us to stay relevant and talk about things that people want to yeah. hear about. Not that they don't want to talk about that, but they seem to like what we choose to talk about. What's happening with Garrick Jones? Okay, so there's, we've had a connection issue. So here, I will say this, the Toronto Six have clinched the first seat in their group at the National Women's Hockey League Isabel Cup Playoffs. The Six obtained top seed following a 6-0 victory over the Connecticut Whale in round-robin play at the Herb Brooks Arena. How do you like that? I like that. The Toronto Six forward Mackenzie McNeil scored a pair of goals in the victory. Now, I've heard about her before. The Toronto Six will play the fourth-seeded team in Thursday's semifinals, either the Buffalo Buttes or the Boston Pride. So there's your coverage. John in Edmonton says, I don't care what Rod talks about. Whatever he talks about is always entertaining. Well, thank you. There's a slogan in there somewhere for the show. There is. (laughs) I know. I'm getting this sports update out of the way while we bring in the commish. We got him now. So we're going to go to the commish, Garrick Jones. And he is the actual commish of the Southern Developmental Football League. There he is, looking like a million dollars. Good morning, GJ. How you doing, my man? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. So we got a lot to unpack with you, my friend. You know we're going to get to Deshaun Watson. But what is your take? Who wins the Rams-Lions deal, Stafford, Jared Goff? I believe, I think the Rams will pull that out in regards to uh, winning that deal. I I think uh, Stafford can come in and and, and give them some different energy. Um, You know, the whole golf situation, I think it's a little bit deeper than everybody understands because being a former player, man, it's a lot that goes on in that locker room and a lot that has been exposed uh, as to some of the things that have gone on with that trade. Uh, So I think just a a steady dose of uh, some different energy and some veteran leadership, I think that they they come, they come out on top. Man. You know, the, the last, and I agree, by the way, but the last time you were on, you said there's going to be a lot of hurt in the CFL, and we're seeing it now financially. You're following the guys getting cut a day before a bonus, and the teams don't care that you got a wife and kids. They literally don't care. And here's, here's what's new in pro football. You tell me if I'm wrong. Jared Goff takes a team yeah. to the Super Bowl, but because he didn't perform in that Super Bowl, he gone. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing. The 49ers ready to move on from Jimmy. Doesn't matter that they won the NFC. Like, the window right. now? There is no patience, Garrick. Nah, nah, none whatsoever, man. Everybody has a microwave mentality. And uh, unfortunately, you know, with everything that's going on, we need it right now. We have to win right now. And and, and that's kind of the, the scenario. So that window, like you say, is very small uh, uh, for guys that are successful. And it's unfortunate because even though, you know, the players were always looked at as commodities and there's an- another crop coming ne- next year, uh, it's even worse now. So, uh, you know, that's the hardest thing to just look at, man. It's it's it with the fans. They look at the players as commodities, and the actual teams themselves do the same thing to the players. So it's it's what do you do as a player? You know, you you are the engine that makes it go. But unfortunately, you know, people look at you like you're expendable. And hey, let's let's go to the next group and the, and the next draft and the next draft and and they just want it right now, man. So unfortunately, microwave mentality will get you microwave popcorn in my book, man. So. Hey, it's one of those deals, man. It's crazy Moose, right now. Moose, oh. Moose, Moose DuPont's writing it down. He's going to tweet it. Microwave mentality. You've Make, got it written Microwave down, right? mentality makes microwave popcorn. I love it. That's a Garrick Jones original, <laughs> correct? That needs, 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. I, I have some more for before we're done, man. I told you <laughs> I, I know got you. you I know you do. That's going to be on a T-shirt. All right, a microwave mentality. Put it down. I've already done it. Oh, we're giving him uh, credit. It's Garrick's. <laughs> we're not going to steal it. But look, so right in your backyard is the Deshaun Watson situation. And here's where I want to talk to you about this. Well, okay. also in your backyard was the James Harden situation. He gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets, and now they're championship contenders. Deshaun's not going to go to a contender, man. He's going to go to the Jaguars. He's going to go to the Jets. I would think a crappy team. Is there any chance if he's thinking the grass is greener on the other side, but he's just going to go to one toilet organization to another? No, I think, man, you got to understand the, the Texan situation. Um, there's been a disconnect and there's been a lot of uh, uh, unnecessary untransparency in that organization. And, 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 and when you have players of that caliber that, that are coming from a championship uh, stop, you know, they want to be treated a certain way. They want to be able to lead the team. Uh, they want to be looked at as leaders. And, and, and when your hands are tied, Unfortunately, you know, for for Cal and those guys, they 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 said there was going to be one thing, and it turned out not to be that thing at all. And it's the same way with the GM structure and how they had that set up. That was they already knew who they wanted, you know, and they had already made that decision two years ago. But they brought a lot of people out of the woodwork and said, "We're going to work here. We're going to do this. We're going to hire this company," and they ended up wasting a lot of people's times. So anytime you have that. Uh, once you lose that type of credibility with your players, it's, it's best to move on. It doesn't matter who you are, how much you're getting paid, all those different things, because unfortunately the Texans have wasted a lot of talent. And and that's something you don't want to do with a guy like Deshaun. And, and he understands it because he's a businessman. So I think for him to go to a new a new situation uh, where he's, you know, looked at and and, 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 and and held in high regard in regards to uh, transparency and, and honesty, is the best thing for him, man, because it's it's rough over here in Houston right now, man. It's terrible. This this climate here is rough. So, but they got rid of Bill O'Brien, who we all thought was the problem. <laughs> He's one guy. It's it. They have they have a lot of the wrong guy in the building, unfortunately. And uh, and for Cal, uh, you know, just personally knowing him, he's a good guy. But he has the wrong people in his ear right now, and uh, and, and and somehow or another, he's going to have to see that. Uh, you know, it's either going to be you know the the fans not showing up to these games and, and saying, "Hey, look, we're fed up," uh, uh, because you know Andre Johnson he he stood up and he finally spoke, and Dre doesn't do a lot of talking. Uh, uh, you know, and in my my situation with my GM push saying, "Look, we have to rectify this thing because we see it going down the wrong way," and all the other players. If that's not getting your attention, uh, as well as the media attention in these in these magazine articles, um, something has to be done. Uh, but but they're running the organization like it's a slumber party right now, and you can't. You, that's not good business at all, man. It's it's rough right now. So, hey, we got to figure something out, man, or or it will be a, another uh, Houston Oilers type of situation going on around here, man. Hey, Commission, you know I got a couple questions on CFL personalities. One, last time we asked you about Danny Barrett, you knew that what was going on with DB. He's a CFL right. icon, almost really, and I I love Danny Barrett. Yeah. He is the running backs coach with the Texans. Is he going to survive the coaching change? Do you think? Ooh, it's hard to say um, because normally when you bring a head coach in, he has, you know, the guys that he wants to bring in. But I think that whole dynamic there uh, is going to be upper management and they're going to make the calls um, because they, you know, realistically have have been pulling the strings the entire time on who they want to bring in, the type of caliber of coaches and so on and so forth. And and I think one of those situations there is you can't make many waves in the organization with the Texans right now and be able to stay around. 
So I think with Danny, he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, and I think he's a, uh, I won't say a company man, but I think he's done enough to stick around. But there again, who knows what's going on with the Texans, man? I mean, every day is something new. So, you know, you really can't. Yeah. You can't gamble on that one. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you can it's, say, it's, yeah, it's you can say, you can say, company man, or I would say, smart. DB's not smart. Done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, another yeah, exactly. one, especially with this uh, situation. Exactly. And then another one yeah. is a close friend of yours and mine, a mutual friend, the great Henry Burris, who has been announced. Yeah. He's coming back with the Chicago Bears. Actually, got an elevation, yeah. I believe, uh, within the coaching staff yeah. there under Matt Nagy. Your thoughts on Hank and how hard, how high you think he could go with an NFL team? Oh, I think Hank could Hank could very well be a head coach. Um, you got to understand the majority of the coaches that are in the league and the majority of the upper management that are in the league, you know, as far as owners and so on and so forth, these are baby boomers. And you're dealing with Gen Z players. So along the lines, there is a disconnect. So you have to bring people in that can 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 associate themselves with these players and, and really make that connection. And Hank's one of those guys, man. I mean, you know, the first time I, I was in practice with him, I mean, we had a chemistry right off the bat. You know, I knew I had to protect his back. And he understood where I was coming from with, you know, being tra- being traded there and all those different things. So, it, I mean, it just made that transition seamless. And he's one of those guys that can pull that off. But I can see him going very far, very quickly, uh, just from his background, his body of work uh, and his resume. You know, it speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those deals where the NFL, if they're smart, if these teams are smart, they'll bring guys in that can connect with these athletes and really get a hold of them. Uh, so that way they understand the dynamic and bridge that gap, you know, between them and upper management and even the fans. And and, and that way you're able to go win those Super Bowls and make even more money and, and, and really slide that bottom line on that on that sliding scale a little bit more toward those teams to make more money because they're not in it to lose it. Uh, they're in it to make money. And, and you're seeing that, you know, with the CFL, you're seeing that with all these guys getting cut. That's how it always been. But, you know, it's every now everything is, uh, is 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 multiplied and it's and it's magnified. Uh, so you guys can kind of see what's going on and how the business has always been. Well, I know that you played with Hank in Calgary. Uh, I go back to Hank to 2000 here. And that's 21 years, my man. Like, we're getting old. Right. But but <laughs> the thing with Hank, when he retired, he was just trying to settle into what he wanted to do. He was doing morning television, as you know, then the TSN panel. But the game was always pulling him back. And it seems right. like he's found the right spot for Hank. As I'm just so happy for him. Our viewers want to yep. know, Kamish, your take on the Super Bowl 55, uh, 55 matchup, Buccaneers and Chiefs. Man, uh... I, I give the edge to the Bucks, to the Buccaneers, man. You know, you, you got TB12, man. Uh, you know, he's – whether you hate him or you love him, you know, he's that guy, man. And, I mean, he's he's really uh, uh, solidified that team and, and their thought processes and, 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 and what they do. He's really galvanized that. And that's what you want out of a quarterback. You know, even though you got Kansas City with Mahomes and what they're doing and, and being able to run all over the place, I think if they're able to withstand some of those blows that KC – will have for them, and it's a heavyweight match. I think they have the edge just because they're at home, man, and this is the first time, and and, and it's just going to be the viewership and everything that'll be there, man. It's going to be a, a, a atmosphere unlike any other, especially for this Super Bowl, man. So I'm anxious to see how it plays out. I got you. I got, I got bucks by seven, by the way. Do you want to go out on a limb and give me a point spread? Ooh, I would say if they're going to win it, it's going to be by uh, a field goal. Wow, okay, there you go. You heard it here. 
The Kamish Garrett Jones by three. I got 37-30. I had a dream. I actually literally had a dream on the weekend that the Rough Riders beat the Alouettes 41-3 in the Great Cup. Write it down. All right, Garrett. I appreciate the time, my man. Always good. Stay, uh, stay safe down there. I will, brother. Appreciate you, man. Y'all stay safe too, man. All right. The great Garrick Jones joining us from Houston, Texas. And I'll never forget when we did our, far too long ago now, but we did our show from the Doubletree next to the Houston Galleria. Yeah. And I told the security guy, I said, there's going to be a large man come in that will block out the sun. Just keep your eye open for that. And the guy was like, how will I know? You'll know. (laughs) Big dude. You knew. And he was so good. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack in Alberta writes, no respect. CFL is showing players now more than ever before a total lack of respect. Frankly, it's embarrassing. Yes, pay coaches well to field a winning team, but show the players who are the ones who will fill the sands the same love. It's the right thing to do. Thank you for chiming in, Jack. Uh, Blake, one of the viewers, wrote in and said, I wish we could go back where the focus was just on the game and not the business. That may happen if this current incarnation of the CFL burns to the ground. That may happen. But that's what it's going to take. We're going to take a break. Uh, Back with a sports update. And we'll get into the NHL happenings from the weekend. It is the RP show you're watching on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Indeed, and Moose DuPont. I'll tell you what, have you noticed? I know you're watching on Game Plus TV, but if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, we got an absolute mosh pit breaking out in the comment section. Oh, yeah. And Randolph Zora just wrote in. He said, is February 1st open the asylum day? It would seem that way, wouldn't it, Randolph? Uh, by the way, it's Super Week. Coverage of the Super Bowl here on the uh, RP Show includes Garrick Jones, the president of the Houston Texans alumni chapter. Uh, it's brought to you by Original 16 Ultra, introducing Original 16 Canadian Ultra Lager, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Uh, a sports update, because we are a hockey country, don't forget, Darren. We are. There will be five NHL games tonight. They include the Montreal Canadiens. Playing the Vancouver Canucks at Santhra Bell. The Calgary Flames will also square off against the Winnipeg Jets at Bell MTS Center. Sunday night, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl combined for 11 points in an 8-5 Oilers win over the Ottawa Senators. Neon Leon had six assists in the win. One off the record set by Billy Taylor Sr. and the great one. The Sens are in the midst of an eight-game winless streak. They are who we thought they were. Did they go from Vancouver home to Ottawa, do a little laundry, kiss the wife, and then just go right back to Edmonton? I don't know. It's interesting yeah. how the media is not really covering, or maybe they don't know 
what's going on with his teams. Not his teams. The you know travel. What I mean? and, like, yeah. That's a huge part of the storyline. Now they're going in for three or four days at a time, but that's a huge part of it is how they're traveling. Um, yeah, are they going back across the country and then zipping back over for the next game? I don't know. The Toronto Raptors snapped a three-game losing streak Sunday with a win over the Orlando Magic. All-star forward Pascal Siakam led the way with a 30-point performance while three other Raptors contributed 12 points. Bianca Andrescu will make her return as the top seed in this week's Grampians Trophy event. The 20-year-old will get a first-round bye and will play the winner of a match between American Sloan Stevens and fellow Canadian Layla Annie Fernandez in the second round. And for the wild CFL news, Matt Nichols is joining the Ottawa Red Blacks after the Toronto Argonauts cut him yesterday. As a result, the Red Blacks cut quarterback Nick Arbuckle. This morning, he signed with Toronto. Sorry, what? Dizzy yet? (laughs) This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. They can handle all your food and fun needs. Visit their website at ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I just want to um, get in some of the comments here. Todd Pinkney says, and the top three in the NHL are? Dupes, let us know. Hang on. Jeff in Calgary, the Stampeders fan, says the Flames play the Jets again? They do tonight in the peg. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, go, Canucks, go. Take that, Brady. LOL. Oh, that's the fight between. You you guys keep that to yourselves. And Colin in Ottawa says, I think the Sens are staying at a hotel in Edmonton. Probably the one the Western Conference teams used in the bubble. I'm just saying, did they go home? Does people care about this besides me? I don't think they care. They were out in Vancouver for like a week. And lost every game to the Canucks. And now they're in Edmonton. My question is, did they go home in between? Is anybody covering this? Or am I just a nerd that nobody, I'm the only one that cares? Tame Welker writes in, big time Rough Riders fan. Says, do the Rough Riders sign or let Charleston Hughes go? Sounds like Chucky's gone. Charleston Hughes will be sitting in that chair tomorrow. That's an interesting situation, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. I mean, a guy who's been at an elite level over the last number of years and just doesn't slow down. And the name value, you know, comes with a certain cachet that sells tickets and fan engagement. And a community guy, you know, um, there's so much value to a guy like Charleston Hughes, but it's short-sighted when you, when you look at just the football team, right? And... I I look at it and I would relate it to what we're talking about with the uh, the women's hockey league, the NWHL. It's it's very similar, very similar. You know, yes, you could probably let Charleston walk, bring in somebody cheaper, have okay production, and use that money and have a better overall football team on the field. Maybe I can understand the thinking that there's more than one way to get things done, but it's not just about bringing in guys to win. It's also about building brand and selling tickets and, and, and all of those things. You know, great hockey in the NWHL, but we don't really care about it yet because we don't know anything about them. So you bring in a bunch of no-names and you, you, you just go younger all the time. 
it's going to hurt the brand. Charleston Hughes is a massive part of the brand of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the CFL. And whoever puts them on the roster, no matter what the price tag is, it, it comes at great value. I had a guy say to me yesterday that Charleston Hughes is the second most popular member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders behind Cody Fajardo. Riders can't let this guy get away. But it sounds like they are over fifteen thousand dollars but we'll get the whole story from charleston hughes riders held a media availability on friday explained from what i can tell their side of these contract negotiations and then charleston later on in the day tweeted anybody wants to know the truth just let me know sounds like his side is a lot different than the rider's side he'll be in here tomorrow to talk about it um lots of questions coming in Mark Zosel says, Producer Clark, what do you think of Toronto's reverse retro jerseys? Well, you can answer him, Clark. Oh, he just told me in my ear he's not a fan. Darren, you are a Leafs fan. I actually liked them. I actually liked them. I thought they were, they were kind of cool. Um, the gray is interesting. It's hard to read the numbers and stuff. But I actually I didn't like them when they came out. I hated them. I didn't mind them on the ice. I thought they looked pretty good. And those Oilers ones looked really good, too. Um, I, I, I was the one guy who actually didn't mind them. Everybody else hated them. I didn't mind them. The <laughs> well, here's the thing. They used former Leafs captain Rick Vive as the model when they announced the... Well, I guess I used him as the model. He's the first guy I thought of right. when I saw those jerseys. They didn't look like the same jerseys that Rick Vive wore. No. And Alan Bester and all those terrible Leafs in the early 80s. They didn't look like those jerseys. If they had been those same jerseys, I think they would have looked... Better. Yeah. Don Cherry didn't like it if you follow him on Twitter. I saw. Uh, by the way, the poll question, just before we move along here and take a break and come back with viewer takeover, which seems to have started early. Should a CFL team, looking at you, Argos, give a tryout to 56-year-old alum Darren Burns? The poll question is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. On Facebook, Darren, can you look up for a second? 68% say yes. 68% on Facebook saying yes. Give it to them. Yep. 71% on Twitter saying no. Why the disparity? I don't understand that. I know. That's wild. How much time do we break, guys? One minute, they're telling me. So, I, I voted yes. Darren Burns is a personal friend of mine. He's a businessman from Moncton, New Brunswick. I met him at Touchdown Atlantic. We spent basically three days together, and we'd never met before. We just got along thick as thieves. And so I'm pulling for the guy. And I didn't even know his personal story of being raised in orphanages in Toronto and suffering sexual abuse and physical abuse. But is the CFL obligated to give him a tryout because of his personal story? Maybe not. But because I'm a fan of his, personally and professionally, and I think the CFL could use the pub, I'm voting yes. I'm not sure. I got a vote out of you. I'm voting yes. You didn't get a vote out of me. No, I didn't. I'm I'm voting yes. Yeah, give him a shot. Let him play. Why not? If If it can bring fans in the stands, awesome. I don't necessarily go along with the idea that, you know, a guy who doesn't really have a shot at playing in the regular season and having a roster spot and contributing, that he should take up a roster spot of a young, hardworking player who's earned it. I don't necessarily go along with that, but if you can find a way to bring him into camp, why not? Add a roster spot for him. Find a way to bring him into camp. You said that to add a roster spot, do it. 
Bring him into camp. Let's have an shot. exempt roster spot for everybody trying to extend their career or have a comeback. Yeah, anybody 55 and over. One last comment here from Mike Booth watching in Fort McMurray, Alberta. He says, any chance the guy wins the Terrence Nunn Award? Ho, ho, ho. You remember that award? I do. That is for the training camp MVP, the guy that appeared as the best player in training camp, and then when he gets into a regular season game, trips over his own feet and gets cut. The Terrence Nunn Award, which I named from what I found out the writers weren't that fond of that award. I thought, I thought it was good to give it to the MVP at training camp. Yeah. And they didn't agree. I know. I, I remember, but we always do that. We, we, we hear a guy's numbers. We see his stats. We can compare him to somebody. We do the six degrees of separation. Be like, oh, he put up numbers like Randy Moss, and he did this and this, and then he shows up in camp and plays well, and you think he's going to be the breakout star, and you get in the real game, and the live bullets start flying, and the guy just can't do it. One more tame Welker writes in and says, hey, do you guys think the Riders will bring in, bring back Thaddeus Coleman? No, they're not bringing him back. We will be back, though, with viewer takeover right after this. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. Listen live at Suds, uh, First Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the uh, program, everybody. Got my new gear on here. Thank you, Team Sherwood. Sherwood Hockey. Very comfortable. They, they knew that I like quarter zips. It does. It looks yeah. really good. The, really face, good. the Facebook comment section's been on fire. <laughs> But I'm going to go to the Prairie Mobile text line here. You can always reach us there at 306-840-8777. That is 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your SaskTel authorized dealer. Where to start? Uh, DG in Saskatoon says, Morning, boys. Some random comments here. Number one, Nick Arbuckle will always be remembered as bringing the only virtual Grey Cup in CFL history to Ottawa. I thought about that. He wins you a virtual Grey Cup, and then you kick him to the curb. Number two. It was a walk-off. The L.A. Rams now have the best quarterback in their division, and yes, I didn't stutter. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the same division as uh, Chris Strebler. And number three. Consider me glad to have seen Costa win. Costa win. Watching from the Oilers' bench last night. DG in Saskatoon. Frisky. Stuart Skinner got the win for the orders last night in his NHL debut. Skinner. You know what I enjoyed was watching the Swift Current Broncos and Lethbridge Hurricanes Twitter feeds light up because he's alum of both teams. Yeah. That was a good that was a good story. It's a good feel good story. Very fast from Brady. Hey Rod, the NHL Department of Player uh, Department of Player Safety is a joke. Letting several dirty hits go scot-free this season. They only care about paralyzing hits like that wild game. Rams won the trade. Argos and Red Blacks swap quarterbacks. Really hope the CFL plays this season. That from Brady in Saskatoon. Me too, Brady. It is a good poll question. Who would you rather have, Nick Fatty Arbuckle or Matt Nichols? Uh, 
Great we'll talk about question. that next hour. We'll talk yeah. about that next hour two coming up here on Game Plus or your favorite digital platform. Patrick Dees of the Fan Control Football League coming up, and John Hodge a three down. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.